Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. And hello, we are happy, joyous, and free because, you know, I do a lot of stupid things every day. I could tell you, I put my head on the pillow sometimes and I go, what the heck was I thinking? Uh, But I know one thing, when I put my head on that pillow, I didn't kill today. I didn't kill by proxy, by eating uh, an animal who wants to live just as much as uh, little Rico here or your pet or you. Um, so there's no need to kill and we can overcome so many things. If we just open our hearts and our minds up to this possibility that we can live with the fruits, vegetables, nuts, and grains that God gave us that whatever you believe in upstairs gave us, because the one thing we know is if we don't eat the fruit, it rots. Okay. If you don't eat a chicken or a pig, they go on their merry way and live their lives. We are so honored and delighted to have with us today vegan hockey player Rick Scott in the house. And that is absolutely um, a gift and we are excited. Rick, tell us your vegan journey. I know you're skating circles around guys half your age. How do you do that? And what (laughs) is your journey? My journey, I stopped eating animals 29 years ago. There's no need as an athlete. Uh, the last thing you want to do is put anything that's going to be detrimental to your performance and anything that causes inflammation uh, is just that detrimental and eating animals or dairy products causes inflammation in the human body. Uh, So there you go. Um, As far as how I do it, you asked the question. Uh, I, I'm an athlete. It's partly how I train. And then of course, a big part of any athlete is how they recover how they feed the body, and that is nutrition. And my nutritional choices are I do not eat animals or animal products. And tell us how long, in other words, what was the journey? There are so many athletes out there and people in general that say, you know, well, that that old saw, where do you get your protein? And, um, you know, where were you going to get your endurance if you're not eating dead animals and their byproducts? How did you figure out that you can be incredibly effective and have tremendous endurance and be a, a top flight athlete without that? In fact, that, that those dead animals in your system are holding, your ba- holding you back. Well, it, no pun intended. It happened organically for me. 29 years ago, I was an endurance uh, athlete. I was a bicycle racer. Um, I went from hockey player to bicycle racing. And... During that time, uh, this is my first job out of college. I was eating a lot of pasta and vegetables. And having grown up in a meat and potatoes household, uh, as I said, it just kind of happened naturally. Uh, I stopped eating meat. I was just eating a heavy carbohydrate load, uh, which does not involve meat. Uh, Plenty of pasta and vegetables and and protein shakes each day. And I just kind of realized, I said, wow, I'm I'm not eating animals. And uh, I feel great. Um, I started to lean down a little bit and, uh, there you go. All of a sudden I said, 
yes, I'm vegetarian. And I did that for uh, a few years and then uh, decided I would become vegan. That was kind of a conscious choice. No particular reason other than I just thought I would take next step um, is from a health standpoint. And uh, so that was probably like in 93. I did that for about six months and I kind of looked at what my diet was and realized that most of the protein I was getting was coming from supplementation. Uh, I didn't even know what quinoa was. Literally, I did not know what quinoa was at the time. I did not eat avocados. I was not eating garbanzo beans. I was not eating any other beans, really. I was just eating some uh, nuts and nut butters. And uh, I, I realized that that was not a good thing to get most of my protein via supplements. So I, I, I put dairy back in. And uh, just about four years ago, uh, although I was eating very, very little dairy, I was still eating some. Uh, four years ago, Dotsie Bausch, an Olympic medal winning cyclist and one of my dearest friends and the founder of the Switch for Good organization, a nonprofit that uh, has organized athletes for a dairy-free future. She gave a TED Talk, and that was literally my light switch moment, Jane. Uh, Dotsie's TED Talk. Go ahead. What was it about what she said that clicked for you? Uh, for me, it just she pointed out all the suffering. It was it was a combination of her talk. Um, well, number one, it was it was pointing out the suffering involved uh, in dairy, and um, she talked about how and and she weighs the we weigh the same, um, and she talked about how much protein she was getting each day in her Olympic uh, training program, and those numbers were a lot less than we get fed in our heads. We get told about we need. Uh, one gram of protein per pound of body weight. And so I was kind of, um, being that I weigh 135 pounds, I was thinking, okay, I should be getting around uh, at least 130 grams of protein per day. And uh, basically, Dotsie was training on 65 grams of protein per day, cut it in half. And it becomes so much easier to get your protein when, when the numbers are, are a lot less than what you think. And, um, and then, as I said, simultaneously, I don't know if it was something that Dotsie said or, or just fate, uh, but I also was uh, enlightened to a website called What Cody Saw, um, whatcodysaw.org. And Cody is somebody who went undercover in five different industries, including the dairy industry. And when, when I saw the abuse and the suffering and, and, and all that goes on in the dairy industry, uh, that they you know not want you to know about. Uh, that was, as I said, the combination of that and Dotsie's TED Talk became my light switch moment. I just did not want to be a part of suffering um, and abuse um, and rape and all the other things that go on. So we are all going to, after we leave here today, go to a protest because Animal Recovery Mission just completed an undercover investigation that has been explosive Animal Recovery Mission is a bunch of tough guys uh, and gals, but former cops, former Marines, um, former Special Forces, and they have taken their expertise and put it to work to save animals, to recover animals from abuse. So there is this farm in Indiana outside Chicago called Fair Oaks Farm, and they do tours. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of people go through and they say how nicely they treat the cows. And so uh, the head of Animal Recovery Mission, uh, he goes by Kudo, uh, Richard Kudo, 
said, hmm, uh, this doesn't add up. He took the tour. He decided to go undercover. And um, they went undercover with video cameras. And they recorded horrific abuse. Horrific abuse caught on tape. Beating, stabbing, shooting. Uh, just these calves, these innocent baby calves. And it then when they released the video, uh, just about a week or so ago, it was explosive. Because it was undercover video of a farm that purports to be humane and give their animals extraordinary care. And the video showed the exact opposite. It showed extreme cruelty. So it's gotten national, even global media coverage. There have been coast to coast protests. And this is the second week of protests. And we're talking about New York, Chicago, LA, Atlanta. And um, Coca-Cola is the distributor of this product. And so there is a campaign now to tell Coke, dump dairy, ditch dairy now, Coca-Cola, because Coca-Cola, um, you know, makes, among other things, sugary drinks. And there's sort of a societal move away from that. And the, 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 the thought process was that they decided, uh, well, let's go into some other drink and let's go into dairy, which is going in the wrong direction. In fact, I'm going to read an open letter to Coca-Cola today at the protest. Uh, and uh, explain why it's bad for us. It's terrible for the planet. Animal agriculture is a leading cause of climate change, responsible for more greenhouse gases than all transportation combined. And it's torture for the animals. And yes, extreme torture, violence against calves, innocent baby calves who've been ripped away from their mothers um, was documented on tape. But our argument is, and we invite Fair Life, Fair Oaks, and Coca-Cola on Jane Unchained anytime, um, and we've posted their responses on janeunchained.com, but dairy is inherently cruel. It's inherently cruel because for us to steal the mother's milk of a cow, we have to remove the baby from the mother. The mother's grieve and the baby's grieve. Every baby wants to be with his or her mother. Every mother wants to be with her baby. That cannot happen if we're going to steal the milk. Rick, isn't it extraordinary that most people never even think about where their so-called dairy milk comes from, that they don't even know the cows have to be pregnant like all mammals to produce milk? I, I, I think you, you nailed it, Jane. Uh, I, I think that's part of my awakening uh, four years ago when I said, okay, no more dairy. Uh, because once I, what goes on behind the scenes, I didn't, yeah, I, I think most people probably don't think about the fact that um, they have to be repeatedly pregnant and that doesn't happen naturally. They are being artificially inseminated by ramming a device, you know where, and uh, forcing these, these uh, cows to be pregnant again and again and again through a cycle of three to five years. And then when they are no longer fruitful, producing enough milk, they are then sent to slaughter. Um, so it's rape and it's torture. It's against their will. It's not natural. Um, and anybody that talks about um, the divine plan of, of um, how God works in any way, shape or form, um, it, this could not have been part of a divine plan um, that, that humans should reign over these animals and forcefully uh, do anything to them. Well, you know, it's really interesting 
that people tell themselves stories. You know, one of the things that I've learned doing activism is that you can hit people with all these facts and facts are really not what people process as human beings. They process stories. So the dairy industry has been very effective in selling this story that is false of cows, you know, happily romping in the grass and, um, and the same thing with pigs. In fact, there's a pig slaughterhouse that has uh, all sorts of a slaughterhouse and it's, Mm -hmm. it's covered with a mural. We don't have to name which one of pigs romping and having a good time in the fields and the pigs they slaughter, you know, they are trucked in, uh, in this terrified, confused. It's, it's not a romp in fields. So there's a disconnect, but people are married to that story of happy animals and they will tell themselves a story. And what we try to do is drop like truth bombs to try to disrupt that story because People will hang on to that story as long as they can, okay? And it's it's that's part of the addictive nature is addiction. And I'm a recovering alcoholic with 24 years of sobriety. Um, I told myself a lot of stories about drinking. I said it was glamorous, and yet I would black out and do embarrassing things. That's not glamorous. I said it was fun, and I would feel demoralization uh, after doing something dumb, and that wasn't fun. So once I shattered those stories and I had a moment of clarity where I looked in the mirror and I saw myself as others saw me, not as how I was painting the picture of my drinking career in my head, that's when I hit bottom, woke up and never had a drink again. And that's what they call it in 12 step, a moment of clarity. So how are we going to help people get a moment of clarity on this issue of meat and dairy? Because we're not, look, I wasn't born vegan. You weren't born vegan. We're not coming from up here. We're actually offering them a gift, a gift that is going to help them live a longer, healthier life. Uh, I like to say, Rick, that every, every few hours I hear a siren, either when I'm driving around or when I'm at home. And those sirens are fire engines and ambulances. And I've never seen a fire in this neighborhood. They are almost exclusively going to people who are carried out in stretchers. And those people are usually suffering a heart attack or stroke. One out of every four people will die of heart disease. Um, I, I can explain it, but I'd love you to explain the connection between heart disease and the consumption of animal products, including dairy. (laughs) Oh, that's a little bit of a tricky one for me because my family history is rich with heart disease. Uh, Unfortunately, right down my paternal line uh, are heart attacks, um, usually leading to death. And um, also there's a large consumption of milk and meat products. And so from strictly a health standpoint, uh, not even performance as an athlete, I'm so glad that I have gotten off of that stuff, um, anything that I can do to reduce the chances of me having my chest plate cut, cracked and cut open in order to have bypasses and heart attacks and things like that. Um, no way, um, do I want that? So, um, you know, you, you talk about your, the awakening and, uh, I, I, I think that people just do not realize, first of all, casein is a drug. Casein that is in milk 
uh, is an addictive drug. It's like crack and uh, it keeps people coming back for more. And when you learn, as I said, four years ago, when I learned that humans are the only species that consumes milk from another species, it just doesn't make sense. It just does not make sense to me. Uh, and, and somebody kind of used it a, a kind of a shocking example, but I thought very effective uh, last month at uh, VegFest LA, uh, one of the uh, doctors on the panel um, used an example of, um, hey, why don't you, uh, why doesn't your wife pump some breast milk on your cereal? And everybody thought that that was kind of nauseating and a disgusting thought. But the reality is, actually, human milk is bioidentical. <laughs> we could actually absorb that, and that would be a far better choice than taking all the hormones and, and antibiotics that are in cow's milk. So, uh, you know, the, it, it's right there for people that they, if they think about it for a second, they would be far better off consuming human milk. And that's something that most humans just do not want to do. Well, additionally, uh, we are the only species that once we're weaned from our own mother's milk, um, then uh, proceed to drink the breast milk of another species. Once we're weaned, we don't need milk. There's plenty of calcium in other other substances, other plant-based substances. There are plenty of fruits and vegetables that are packed with, and nuts that are packed with calcium. We don't need to try to get calcium from dairy milk. We've got a caller, Sarah, Los Angeles. Your question or thoughts? Hey, my question is for Rick. Um, one to find out if you have any type of programs that are in big gyms, like uh, national gyms, like Gold's Gym, LA Fitness, like huge gyms, where they have personal trainers that tell a lot of times they're, you know, letting people say they need to eat meat or, you know, all sorts of stuff. So I wanted to find out what your answer is to that, because that's really where I see a big disconnect. That's an excellent question, Sarah. Um, I'm not aware of any programs like that. I do know some personal trainers, uh, quite a few personal trainers who are vegan and plant-powered athletes, and uh, they embody, they embody it. Um, and, and any recommendations that they're going to make to any of their clients are going to be, of course, dairy-free, meat-free. Uh, the, the protein question uh, is obviously the first question that everybody, every vegan athlete seems to get. Where do you get your protein? How, where do you get your protein? How much protein? I write a column, a monthly column, that is posted on Jane Unchained and also the Switch for Good websites. One of the columns recently posted, you can actually find it on Jane Unchained right now, is the protein issue. How much protein we really need, sources of it. Um, can milk, I, can yeah. I jump in for a second? We've got to go to a break. On the other side of the break, we're going to answer the big protein question because it is absolutely the number one question, as you mentioned, the number one issue that people bring up when they talk about vegetarianism or veganism. Oh, where do you get your protein? And, you know, we, we laugh at that because there's so many answers, but people cling to that, that, that subject like it's life or death. And, in fact, it is life or death, but not in the way they think. So let's take a short break. We're going to stay live on Facebook. And then when we come back to Voice America Radio, 
uh, we will answer that question. We're here with vegan hockey player Rick Scott. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, we are here with vegan hockey player Rick Scott. And uh, this man is fit. I've gone to lunch with him a couple of times. <laughs> and uh, let me tell you, there is not an ounce of fat on this man. He is ripped. <laughs> but we might have you take your shirt off before the end of the show. Oh, that's not going to happen. Okay. When we, when we uh, answer this next question, then we're going to address the protein question. Dolly from Houston, Texas. Dolly, what is your question or thought? Hi, Rick. Um, first of all, I think you're amazing. And uh, my question is, I know a lot of athletes feel a lot of bet- better when they stop dairy because there's so much mucus. Um, does the breathing get better? And question two, what is your daily menu, like your breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Great oh, questions. Ex- excellent questions, Dolly. Thank you. And thank you for the kind words. Um, thank you. You know, I, I've been dairy for, well, I explained my process. First, it was stopping eating animals, and then it was uh, going dairy-free. Um, because I was eating so little dairy, I didn't notice uh, an immediate change as far as, like, my breathing um, or, or mucus. But when, when <laughs> the interesting thing for me was, first of all, I never thought I had any dairy allergies. And the reality is, is that um, 65% of humans uh, have either a dairy allergy or a, an intolerance. Um, 65%. And I didn't realize I was one until um, the story I tell, and I wrote about it in one of my columns recently is when I travel, um, I don't have my, uh, my blender to make my daily protein shakes and my protein shakes, of course, dairy free. And when I was on the road uh, and, and I would work out, I kind of fell victim to those chocolate milk does a body good commercials. And man, yeah, they make they make the they make it look awfully good, and you and they'll showcase a a professional or a world champion athlete 
uh, drinking chocolate yeah. workout. Yep. And, yep. And, and, and speaking to some of my teammates, whatever, they kind of convinced me that that's a good choice. So here I was, I'd be out on the road and I'd grab a quart of chocolate milk as my uh, recovery food of choice to get the protein and the carbohydrates I need to recover from a workout. And yeah. uh, hours later, spare you the gruesomes, but a couple hours later, I would be running to the bathroom. My stomach would be rumbling and uh, I couldn't figure out yeah. why. And of course, I now know why. Um, mm-hmm. That people experience all the time and, and, and people joke about, about it. They talk about the itis. Uh, and the itis is, is people who eat and then uh, an hour or so later, they need a nap. Um, yes. The way it's supposed to work. You're supposed to be, feel energized and, uh, from, from good nutrition after you eat a good, healthy meal, uh, a whole foods, plant-based meal um, specifically. But um, it, it, so many people, like this myth out there, like, oh, I got the itis and, and they sleep off a, a good meal. And that's because they're, they're, they're allergic or they're intolerant to the foods that they're eating. Yeah. And you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Exactly. I want to go back to the alcohol analogy because there's so much, so many parallels. As you mentioned, there are addictive components in cheese and, and dairy products yeah. because nature has to get that calf to drink mama's milk. And uh, one of the reasons why abuse happens is that the formula they feed them, the cow, the baby calves don't want it. They want their mother's milk. And so they become despondent. They refuse to drink from the rubber nipple. And that's when the workers become frustrated, and that's when the abuse starts. So um, there is an addictive component that nature put in milk to get the baby calves to drink, but it also applies to us. And so people get hooked on milk. Well, I was hooked on alcohol, you know, and I didn't know what life would be like without alcohol. So I told myself a bunch of stories. I'll never have fun again. I'll never go to a party again. I'll never dance again. I'll never sing karaoke again. I'll never go out to the beach and watch a sunset again. All those things are ruined for me. Oh, when I go skiing, I'll never have fun after skiing when I used to go to the bar and do Jägermeister shots or whatever. And guess what? I go to the sun. I see the sunset. I go dancing. I sing. I'm having more fun than I ever had. And I'm remembering it all the next day. So I don't have the negative side effects of doing something stupid and embarrassing. But until I let go of those old stories... I wasn't able to get a new story. And now I look back and I see how idiotic my fear was. Um, It was so self-destructive. So there's a lot of parallels to milk. And one of the things is that people are conditioned to drink it. You know, this whole campaign, milk, it does a body good. And the calcium, look, let let me prove that this calcium thing is nonsense. Okay, there's plenty of calcium in vegetables. You may have a list, uh, Rick, that you can mention of of calcium rich uh, vegetables. Um, but if, if drinking milk was so good, why does the United States have such a high level of osteoporosis far above Asia, which drinks less milk than we do? Hey, guess what, Jane? <laughs> so uh, all those years that I was a bicycle racer uh, had a negative side effect. When you are uh, an athlete uh, that right, that, primary form of exercise is on a bike. The bike is supporting the body. So although you use a lot of muscle and you get super fit, um, your bones go to mush. Uh, swimmers have well. So I was, I had osteoporosis. Um, I 
anytime I would crash, which is what happens when you race your bike, it's not if, it's when you crash. And anytime I'd hit the pavement, I'd break bones. Uh, I broke my pelvis twice. I broke my hip. I had to replace my hip. Um, all from weak bones. And uh, that was during a period of time when I was still consuming dairy. I was strictly just vegetarian. So um, it, it is a myth. And um, broccoli is kind of my go-to source for calcium. Um, another thing that very interesting, one of the columns that I wrote recently, when I write columns as the hashtag vegan hockey player. And um, uh, one of the columns that I wrote recently was about vitamin D. Because one of the things that were hammered into our head is you drink milk for vitamin D. Well, what I learned in, in my research and writing this column is that vitamin D is, uh, cow's milk is not, is not a source of vitamin D. It's enriched. Dairy is enriched with vitamin D. But guess what? So is any plant milk that we drink. It's enriched. They started, the milk industry started um, adding vitamin D in to sell it in the 1930s. So, uh, people who think that you need to drink milk in order to get vitamin D, they are mistaken. Uh, you, you get vitamin D two ways. You get vitamin D through enriched products. There's any plant milk out there or cereals. Um, you do not need cow's milk to get it. And then another source is from the sun. Um, the sun, when it, it hits the skin, um, uh, and oh, by the way, vitamin D is not actually even a vitamin. It's actually a hormone. And the details are explained in the column. So that's, that's more of the myth that everybody seems to buy into. We still, I, it, uh, Dr. Milton Mills, who I interviewed for the column, is actually insulted and does not even want to call it vitamin D because that's just buying into, that's propagating the myth that's out there. Uh, vitamin D is actually a hormone. And when the sun hits the skin um, and it is absorbed, it, that starts a chemical process uh, in the body to, to convert um, vitamin D2 into vitamin D3. Let's talk about the protein issue because, again, that's the big kahuna. We promised we'd talk about it. Um, first of all, if you eat more than a certain amount of protein, wherever it comes from, your body expels it. It's not going to process all the protein. So this cartoonish notion that we're going to just eat more and more protein and we're going to grow these muscles and be strong, it's a myth and it's a cartoon that has been drilled into our heads because we expel um, the additional protein. We can't absorb all of it. And additionally, one thing people don't realize is there's more protein in kale, calorie per calorie, just for one example, than there is in steak. Okay, so protein exists in plants and uh, somehow they've the marketers who are making money off of selling animals have connected in our minds protein and animal products. But protein exists in plants. You can get all the protein you need and then some with eating plant products. Can you address that, Rick? I'm an amateur athlete, Jane, and uh, I again body and what I do each day on the ice or in the gym uh, is, is kind of living proof on that. And there are the, the trend in sports right now, which is, you know, again, I'm an amateur athlete, but the trend in professional sports and Olympic sports is going dairy free and, and, and stopping to eat animals uh, because there is more than enough 
you get more than enough protein. In fact, it, I'm glad that you spoke about it. And, and to, to go back to your alcohol um, references, something that was enlightening to me 10 years ago, I worked with a nutritionist for a short period of time. And uh, she educated me. I'm 5'5", just less than 135 pounds. And she explained to me that my size, I can, my body can assimilate 15 grams of protein per meal. Now, I was drinking protein shakes of over 40 grams of protein. Um, so what do you do with the excess? You store it as fat and you tax your liver. You excrete it, of course, as you said. The other thing is you tax your liver. And um, again, as an athlete, you, are, um, you cause a lot of inflammation in your body just by using your muscles and, 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 and the abuse that we take, the pounding um, that we take each day in our sports pursuit. So the last thing you want to do is, is do anything that's going to tax your body even further. Consuming too much protein at any one hit does just that. It's damaging to you. So uh, again, with, with my light switch moment years ago was realizing that I don't need to buy into that myth anymore. Like unless you're a competitive bodybuilder and that's the ultimate extreme where um, as far as your protein requirements, even as an athlete, um, you really need probably half the amount that we are actually getting too much protein and therefore forcing our liver, livers to do extra work. Um, we are excreting it. Um, one of the things that I learned painfully years, uh, a couple, actually a year ago, was that uh, all this money that I was spending on supplements, I'm actually excreting it. So I had very, as somebody, as a doctor pointed out to me, I have very expensive urine. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, let me also get to the fundamental issue of cholesterol, because cholesterol does not exist in plants. So you could go through the store and look at every vegan product. You're always going to see zero cholesterol. So if you have a vegan yogurt, you're going to have zero cholesterol. If you have a dairy yogurt, you're going to have cholesterol. The reason being uh, that animals produce cholesterol. We're animals. Yes, human beings are animals too. We produce cholesterol and animals produce cholesterol. Now, what is heart disease? Heart disease is the arteries to the heart getting clogged with plaque. Plaque is from cholesterol. And this isn't me talking. This is the American Heart Association. This is Kaiser Medical Center. In fact, I was at Kaiser the other day and I picked up a little brochure that talked about cholesterol and plaque. And I said, boom, this, I gave it to somebody. I said, this perfectly explains what we talk about. And they didn't say the word vegan. All they said was that plaque is from cholesterol, reduce your cholesterol. But funny enough, and Kaiser is talking plant-based, so I want to give them props. That's why I switched to Kaiser. I switched to Kaiser because they're doing a great job talking about the, uh, the, the, plant, the benefits of a plant-based diet and recommending it uh, much more than other uh, networks. So uh, one of the things that I had a wake-up call about was we hear about heart disease, heart disease, heart disease. It kills one out of every four people. But as somebody explained to me, it's systemic through the whole body. It's not just clogging the arteries to your heart. These veins exist all the way through your body. It's clogging your veins. So when you talk about, for example, erectile dysfunction, that's a precursor to heart disease because the veins in the penis are smaller than the veins of the heart. So if that's a problem, which I hear on uh, television that, you know, <laughs> m most men over 50 have that issue. 
in some way, shape or form. <laughs> and that, but not funny. It's a precursor to heart disease. So there's one problem that could be solved by going plant-based. And ironically, you know, the industry associates eating animals with masculinity, eat meat, masculinity, when in fact it's the opposite. It's creating erectile dysfunction. And there's additional research, and I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to state anything unequivocally, but uh, there's additional research wondering about this skyrocketing rate of Alzheimer's and dementia that we're seeing because, again, it's systemic. When your body is clogged and the vessels in your body are clogged, things are going to break down. Uh, quick, quick response to that before we go to the next break. Uh, it, it, cholesterol is, 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 is hereditary also. And, and that's my problem, Gene. Uh, I talked about the eternal history of, of heart disease in my family. And um, I look at somebody that eats like me, a uh, plant-based vegan diet and no fried foods. And um, I, I mean, yeah, my cholesterol is well under um, 200, thankfully. Um, but it's my body still makes it. Your body makes it naturally. And uh, so the last thing I want to do is take in any more than, uh, you know, willingly, like willingly consuming products that have cholesterol in it, um, because that is just leading to everything that I'm trying to avoid. Heart disease, um, uh, a bypass surgery, a heart attack. Uh, and then, of course, as you say, like when, when, you, live, uh, when you live an active life, uh, anything that's going to be detrimental to my performance uh, in life and as an athlete. So, uh, again, we're talking to vegan hockey player Rick Scott, and I will testify in a court of law. He's ripped. He's all muscle. <laughs> and uh, so he's uh, an athlete who's on the rink. And when we come back from our next break, we're going to talk about how you are skating circles around guys half your age and about how you interact with them and the questions they ask you. You know, we're waiting for this movie to come out that is going to hit soon that's all about extreme athletes, top athletes, whether it's bodybuilders, weightlifters, runners, uh, skaters, you name it, who are plant-based. Football players, there's a, a whole team that is, uh, you know, really going uh, to a large degree some of the team members are going vegan and uh, that's the Tennessee Titans. And uh, it was because the wife of one of the players is vegan and she started making vegan food and they loved it. And then they started seeing how they were getting uh, results. I'm not saying all of them are, but I'm saying it's a movement within that particular team. So let's take a quick break here on voice America radio. We're going to stay live on Facebook. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, how you offer this gift to the people that you do sports with, because what we're giving is a gift. You know, that's what I realized from taking a, a course that I've, I've been taking um, and it's a transformational course. And what, what I've learned is I'm not lecturing people. I'm not scolding people. I'm offering a gift, a gift that I was given that I want to share it's a life-saving gift. It's a planet-saving gift. It's a gift of compassion. It's a gift of evolution. And um, it's just like the gift of sobriety that I was offered by my friends. Only my good friends, only my real friends told me a quarter of a century ago that I had a problem. 
Okay. It was the ones who stuck their neck out to tell me because they loved me. So we're coming from a place of love. We're not coming from a place of judgment and we're offering a gift. Hey, there's another way, you know, I walked down a path and two roads converged and I took the one least traveled by and that made all the difference. So there is an opportunity here to transform your life with this one simple decision. We will be back in a couple of seconds with vegan hockey player Rick Scott here on Voice America Radio. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Tuesday at noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee It will be the best hour of your week. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on Instagram. Make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows, live events, and around the network. We want to see what you have to share as well. Check us out on Instagram at Voice America Talk Radio. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right, guys. We're here with vegan hockey player Rick Scott. A big question. Tell us what you eat, breakfast, lunch, and dinner on a given day. <laughs> okay uh we wanted to answer dolly's question uh breakfast it, it it's silly it, it sounds funny but uh breakfast is my pre-workout meal and uh it, it's usually peanut butter one slice of bread and uh either banana or jelly um so but not just any jelly. bread. yeah I'm, I'm sorry not just any bread yeah, no, of course. Uh, it, everything is, of course, dairy-free and vegan. Um, uh, a, a whole grain bread and uh, with just one slice of bread and, and peanut butter and, uh, and, and banana or jelly. And uh, that's my pre-skate meal. As soon as I come off the ice, I start my recovery with a plant-powered protein bar. And uh, that gives me the protein and the carbohydrates <coughs> covering. And uh, about an hour and a half later, I have a very large uh, smoothie. Um, and what's in it? P- 
pea protein, well, pea milk, actually. Um, pea milk, I've found to be the richest source of protein of any milk out there. Um, I have not found a milk out there that has more protein in it than pea milk. Um, so that's what I use. Uh, what else is in it? Uh, frozen bananas, strawberries, acai, kale, broccoli, cheese seed, um, uh, cherry extract, and um, a product called Green Vibrance, um, which is uh, algae and um, all kinds of other uh, wheatgrass uh, in a powder form uh, that, uh, again, enhances um, recovery and uh, minimizes inflammation. Okay, I'm going to jump in for a second. We got a caller, George from Long Island. George, what is your question or thought? Yeah, hi, Jane. Hi, Rick. I just want to say, Jane, unbelievable. You just said you were 63. Truly an ageless wonder. And your company, Jane Unchanged, is just something else all over the world. I Thank saw you. you and Rick in a restaurant one time, and I saw Rick. I just heard he's 54. Just unbelievable <laughs> shape. I just want to ask the both of you, what is, what is your point of view on just kind of negating soda and everything else and just drinking water? Oh, that's such a great question. Yeah, it's funny, George. Sometimes people come up to me and they're really old and they look really old. They go, I watched you when I was a kid growing up on television. (laughs) Whoa, whoa, that's scary. (laughs) Because they're younger than me, obviously. Um, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I have the worst instincts. Uh, That's why I always say I don't come from up here. I'm a recovering alcoholic. I used to smoke when I was younger, you know, like I was a teen in my 20s. Um, I love sweets. I'm absolutely uh, addicted to sweets. Like I have to really, I try to moderate the sweets because I don't want to be that person who is just like, you know, I, 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 for me, the most important thing is not to drink. And I know that if I eat a, a piece of cake, I'm not going to drive the wrong way down the 405 and kill anybody, Right. Um, so I try to moderate the sweets, uh, but I do love, I have the worst instincts. I always want to go for the bad thing. Uh, and so I love, I love sparkling water. I love that soda feeling. And I'm really actually right now, this is my reusable glass, trying to rededicate myself to drinking water because it's a struggle for me. A lot of vegans, they come in with their reusable water bottle. I say, you want a sparkling water? No, I, I'm cool. I got water. I'm jealous because I don't like to drink water. So again, when I talk to people about this lifestyle, I'm not coming from, oh yeah, look at me. I left to my own devices have the worst instincts. I'm a extremely addictive personality type. And I will always go for the bad, the, the thing that I'm not supposed to have. But thank God. I have no desire, A, knock on wood, one day at a time to drink alcohol, and I have no desire to eat meat or dairy products. You know, you'd have to, even uh, a gun to my head, I would, I would say, well, let's, I'll get back to you on that. Because um, that obsession has been lifted. Willpower does not work with addictions. It's a self-defeating mechanism because willpower creates stress, Using your willpower creates stress. Stress creates anxiety. Anxiety creates cravings, and cravings lead to a binge. That's the addictive cycle. And then after the binge, there's the remorse, and the remorse wears off, and you do it all over again. So I'm 
when I try to change, I just try to surrender. Like this isn't working for me. You know, the, the sparkling water uh, doesn't work for me, but for the same thing applies to when you're, when you're dealing with meat or dairy, those cravings are almost a sign that it's not good for you. Okay. It's like a test. Go ahead. Uh, and give your thoughts, please. Uh, George, Thank you for the kind words, first of all. Second of all, I stopped drinking soda probably, I was a teenager when I stopped drinking soda. Um, Other than um, protein shake and and any kind of a sports drink that I might use when I train uh, and and an occasional juice because there are far better ways to to get your fruits than uh, fruits and vegetables than than just juicing. Um, That's just my take. Um, Water. I, I walk around always with a, a water bottle and I refill them um, constantly. Uh, I try to go through uh, close to three liters of water a day. Um, so, yeah, that's my my drink of choice, water. Okay, I want to get to your dinner. What's your yeah. dinner? And yeah. then I want to talk about how you spread the word with your Of course. Yeah, d- dinner uh, has changed. It, it went from when I was endurance athlete eating all kinds of pasta to, uh, it, it's much lighter now. Um, and yet I, I'm just as muscular and just as energetic. And, uh, dinner is a huge salad with a ton of vegetables in it. And, uh, I'll always, uh, add a, a protein source in addition to the protein. What's your protein source? Um, I'm big on Satan lately. I'm big on Satan. Um, can you explain what that is? I, I, I wish I could tell you. <laughs> it's wheat meat. It's yeah. a high yeah, protein, they call meat, from wheat. And it looks like a chicken slice or you could chop it up, make it look like anything. It's delicious and it's packed with protein and it comes from wheat. Exactly. It, it's loaded with protein and, and anything. Like I've turned so many people on to, um, I don't know if we want to plug a certain brand, but there's a certain brand that I get at, at, at Whole Foods each day. Uh, well, there's a brand mentioned. Um, uh, Upton, uh, their, their Satan, uh, I have turned so many people onto it. It is so good. And when I say turn people onto it, I mean, people who eat meat, um, it, it, the texture, uh, of it, uh, is, is, is reminiscent for them. Uh, it's not a taste since I haven't had meat in 28, 29 years sensation that I crave. Um, so that, that's my first choice. I, I just, I don't even have, you don't even have to cook it. You take it right out of the packet and I add it, I throw it on top of my salad um, I'll when people hear salad, a lot of times there's the typical response of people who are meat eaters are like, oh, salad, that's what you're going to have to eat every day. So can you give me an alternative? Is there an alternative dinner that you have? Not to, not to say salad's bad. It's just a word. Yeah. It could be yeah. a medley of vegetables, but yeah. it's a trigger word for, for non-vegans. Uh, yeah, my, my alternative is uh, I'll make quinoa. And throw a lot of vegetables in there. Quinoa is a complete protein uh, as well as a carbohydrate. So, um, yeah, th- there's plenty of protein in, in, in quinoa. I'll make quinoa and I'll uh, toss in a, a bunch of vegetables and sprinkle it with nutritional yeast. And, and, and that's my alternative dinner. And, you know, quinoa is, is great. I feed my dogs quinoa all the time and they love it. And also... You can make potatoes. Last night, we have some great activists here, uh, Shannon Blair and her son, Vegan Evan, who's just a brilliant young a youngster, and he's going to be leading the protest later. And uh, we made, uh, we had a cookout. So we had Beyond Meat Burgers with vegan mm-hmm. cheese. So that was our kind of 
uh, you know, treat, but we yeah. also made potato salad. And uh, literally I took some russet potatoes, boiled them for 45 minutes, threw some veginase, some onions, little spices, smushed it up like this. Delicious. In fact, there's some leftovers in there. I probably grab in a second, but that that's easy. And I had a guy say to me recently, he goes, you know, I've never eaten a vegan meal in my entire life. I said, well, have you ever had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? He said, of course. <laughs> well, we had a vegan meal. So people are triggered by words because when they hear vegan, they think, oh, uh, the, that, that cult, that group over there. It, I, I don't care about the word vegan. I don't care about the word plant-based. I don't care if those words are ever uttered again in my entire life. What I do care about is saving the planet, stopping unnecessary suffering, and helping people live healthier lives. Uh, and so uh, please don't let that word stand in the way. It was just like sobriety. Oh, my God. The word sobriety used to freak me out. People started talking about sobriety. I'd be like, shut the bleep up. You're not my mother. Get, get away from me. It's just a word. But, boy, am I glad that that what that def- how that's defined came into my life. So let's not get hung up on words, right? Last question as we go, what do you tell your fellow hockey players when, you know, at your age, you're competing with them in the ring? Yes, I'm in a locker room every day with guys who are, they might be late teenagers, early 20s, um, elite level athletes that uh, are playing division one college hockey or have played pro hockey. And again, I'm an amateur. I'm, I'm older than their parents and off many times. And yet, as soon as they come into town, they contact me to train. We train together. Uh, and the same happens in the gym as well. Nobody can believe my age. And they also want to know why it never gets tired. And so I tell them. Um, I tell them exactly why. They, it, it's, and, uh, and, and that makes all the difference. Uh, one of the a great things I'm going to share with you right now, Jane, is that um, – through the vegan hockey player column, so many athletes who've asked me questions, I've been able to just send them a link and then they read it themselves. And this past weekend, uh, a 25-year-old athlete that I've been skating with for the last four years had asked some questions. I sent him uh, the links to my columns on Jane Unchained and uh, he was just blown away. So I don't know if he's going to make any changes in his diet, um, but he now has a whole lot of information uh, that he never had before and so we change them slowly or whenever they're ready. I want to thank you for being on. We're out of time. Rick Scott, extraordinary man, vegan hockey player, all around sweetheart. We love you. And we invite you to open your mind, open your heart, and just check out this alternative. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.